The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is your 2014 Whitetail Headquarters. Today's broadcast will consist of heart-pounding, adrenaline-packed Whitetail coverage with Don and Candy Kiske from Outdoor Channel's Whitetail Freaks. Plus, the boys and Mrs. Bunny will have rut reports, the dish on new equipment, impending weather trends that could affect your Whitetail hunt, and so much more. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here. Jim and Trav. Hey, we're deer hunting this week. We are deer hunting. Yeah, on today's show. Being joined by Mrs. Bunny. Mrs. Bunny. How's it going? In the studio. Uh, we're doing good. Along with Bingo. You guys ready for it? We're ready. Have yourself a merry little deer season. <laughs> I love Mrs. it. Mrs. Bunny and I, we're in the uh, uh, holiday mode. We we decorated you over decorated the You decorated your whole house. We did. It, it looks like we and died not, and went to North Pole. I was going to say, not for Thanksgiving. We did it for Christmas. Big antlers. Big antlers. I don't know. I'm, I'm still working on that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. It'll take a little bit it's more. It's promising. Though. I yeah, like it. it. All right. So we're deer hunting on today's show. I'm pretty excited. You know, we thought we were going to have Dawn and Candy Kiski from Whitetail Freaks, but we got the better half. We're just going to have Candy. Yeah, that's right. She's not as good looking as Dawn, but she's cool. All right, yeah, so she's like out. a chocolate covered nut. So we're going to have uh, Candy Kiski from uh, Whitetail Freaks Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus Grant Woods. Growing Deer TV he on is the internet. amazing. We're going to hear from Mrs. Bunny, of course. You betcha. And also Jimmy. Jimmy's going to tell us a deer hunt story. I am? Oh, come on. You know that. I only have two. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to talk about? Uh, selecting the right caliber for deer hunting, but not only just the right caliber for your hunt, but also for your frame. All right, so selecting the right caliber for your frame with Mrs. Bunny is brought to you by Nissan. So selecting the right caliber for your frame with Mrs. Bunny, it's brought to you by Nissan. First of all, though, interesting piece of news. What's that? Um, a hunter in mm-hmm. Dutchess County. New York. Yeah. He's hunting and he shoots a deer. Okay. He puts it on a game cart. We have one of those. Uh-huh. We yeah. use it a lot. They're great. Yeah, it's painstaking if you don't have one sometimes. Yeah, you, you break drag your all belt. hair off. Yeah. You drag it for two miles with a belt and yeah. it has no hair. True story? Yeah. True story. Yep. We okay. did it. True story. But, we not, did it. but not this story. So this guy is hunting in New York, um, Dutchess County. He shoots a deer. He's hauling it out of the um, property that it's on. And another hunter, a second hunter, sees a deer moving. Shoots it. Doesn't shoot the deer. It's a dead deer. He shoots the hunter in the oh! hand and in the butt. <laughs> he shot. So he shot the guy that was pulling the game cart. He did. He shot the guy that was pulling the game cart. It was non-life threatening injuries. He's okay. But I kind of, I mean, kind of comical, uh, but just uh, really highlights the uh, uh, being um, like careful when you're out so hunting this year. He, he, fired, tell me. he fired one <laughs> shot. He fired. He hit the guy. Uh-huh. There was in the, in the hand, pushing the cart in the hand and in the butt. What yeah. was he doing? Well, I went, well, if he's pulling the cart, hold behind, on to your butt. Yeah. Well, no. If he's, Why? If he's holding the if he's pulling the cart behind him, you know, I mean, it's very feasible that your like your hand is in line with your tush. You know, can you say so. it tore him a new one? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then it just 
because see, okay, going back to what's been said for years is you need to positively identify, identify your target, your target before you shoot. I don't know how he saw the deer moving and not the man pulling it. Maybe the, yeah, because he probably had orange cart. <laughs> yeah, the cart, the it cart. was on. I don't know. Seriously, how I could don't, you not? If that guy's camo is that good, then we need to know what he's wearing. I mean, holy cow! If you couldn't see the man pulling the cart that the deer is on, now did not they like release that. the name? I don't know. No, Mark, Mark was hunting in Dutchess, yeah. New York. <laughs> Wasn't he? Pretty sure he was. Yeah, just be careful out there. There's already been too many accidents, injuries, and fatalities you know, this year. And, we don't need any and more And they're help. really stupid because yeah. you, know, yeah, you exactly. just check it out uh, a little bit more. Obviously, the deer was not moving too fast. No. You know, because you and I have uh, used the cart, and uh, you don't go fast with that crazy You know what I'm baffled by is if it's on the cart, it's like laying on the ground virtually. You think it's moving. Like, what is it? army crawling i mean like <laughs> yeah. seriously a, yeah. de- a deer stands tall enough that you can tell if it's walking i'm baffled by how we thought it was moving i don't know i, I don't care who you are nobody enjoys wearing bright orange you know especially convicts <laughs> um but the thing is it's proven that deer do not pick up on that color it's not gonna alert them um the more orange you can wear the better you are because i mean for it's, safety's sake it, it's as soon as you get back to the truck or in an area you don't need it what's the first thing you do you strip off the orange because you don't want to wear it but like mrs bunny said for safety's sake make sure you have it on your hat make sure you have it on your vest uh no, gators, it, is possible. Whatever. it is possible that the guy said i'm not hunting now i'm gonna take this off because i'm working up a good sweat Threw it on top of the deer. Of course, the, the guy should have seen the orange yeah. on the deer. But then, legally, but. legally though, you're not deer. supposed no, to take it off. Yeah. Just, yeah, you yeah. Know. All right. So, Mrs. Bunny, let's talk about calibers right now. Okay. To properly fit your frame. Okay. So, selecting a, a cartridge for deer hunting, it's kind of a matter of opinion and preference. You know, first of all, you want it to be powerful enough to humanely kill even the biggest deer that, the smallest or biggest deer that you're going to be um, shooting at. The recoil also shouldn't be so much that it keeps smaller frame shooters from becoming proficient with that certain. Um, caliber or cartridge oh yeah so i myself um like a 243 mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah i've got a yeah, Ruger, you've got the uh, compact bolt action not a moving not a lot of moving parts it's pretty simple for me not hard to operate at all and uh i've had a lot of success with it 100 grain uh federal ammunition yeah but you shoot through it yeah that's that, a and deer that, killing that, gun that hundred is probably the best through a uh, 243 yeah, they have a lighter load, and I think in some cases you can get a heavier load, you know. But you've got to kind of order that. Uh, but the hundred grain, I mean, it'll knock down. You can actually but, knock down an elk. To me, that would be a little light, especially for a full body shot. The other thing nice about the two forty three is that because the recoil is a lot less, um, you can uh, probably a great um, starter gun for for kids. You know, uh, they recommend it That's for what kids. Our kids use. Yeah, uh, our kids, our daughters use the two forty three. There's um, not a whole lot. Of, there's some recoil, but not a whole lot, and it's certainly huh. a lot less than some of the bigger calibers. I have to say that I've hunted with, I've killed. With your 300 Win Mag, I've killed them with the 264. I've killed them with 30 out six. I've killed them with the 243. They all died. Okay, I actually found though, and Jimmy will attest to this, that the 243 mm-hmm. seemed to tear them up worse, did more damage. I don't know why. That impact of that bullet for Holy some cow, reason. You just, just have a lot of bloodshot meat where where the point of impact I mean, is. It tore them up, but personally, like going back to what Mrs. Bunny said. 
I like to shoot something like a 243. That's what I carry with me most of the time, uh, just because of the recoil. Plus, the compact, it's a lighter gun to be carrying around if you're going to be doing a lot of walking. I mean, do you really want to carry your blazer around? You <laughs> I want to carry my 470. Yeah. yeah. I do that no, for long really. shots. That's the, that's the beauty of it, is it is a lot lighter. But, you know, the other thing, too, is that you don't have to have a heavy duty gun to kill a deer. You just need a um, good shot placement. Yeah, make a good shot. So, uh, another great caliber is the 30 out 6. I think it's the most popular, Right? Yeah, it, more deer have been killed with a thirty out six than any other caliber. Yeah, that's what I thought. It began as a military cartridge at the uh, turn of the twentieth century, and it is the favorite. It's the favorite cartridge for most most hunters still today. Alrighty, so we are deer hunting on today's show. I'm pumped about this. Coming up after the break, we got. Ooh. Candy Kiski. We got Candy Kiski. That's right. You're not following along very well. A Whitetail Freaks, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. We're also going to hear from uh, Grant Woods with Growing Deer TV. And Jimmy going to be telling us about his beloved deer stories. Give us a little insight. What are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about the, the biggest buck I ever harvested. No, you're not. All right. I'm going to talk about the smallest bucket. <laughs> All right. Got to get to a break. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Ruger. Ruger.com. Nissan. NissanUSA.com. Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter. Cabela's.com. Extreme Beam. ExtremeBeam.com. Lucky Buck. Lucky-Buck.com. And Remington. Remington.com. All right. Coming up after the break. Once again, Miss Candy Kiski, Whitetail Freaks. Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Here is Mr. Panetta. He's actually going to make us a sandwich. Well, that's Panera. That's right. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. You got to get to a break. We will return with more deer hunting after the break. Outdoor Channel's Field Notes. 80% of all hunting in the U.S. is deer hunting. And without deer, we would lose a $24.9 billion industry that supports more than 600,000 jobs. So whether you're a veteran buck hunter or a newbie heading to the deer woods for the first time, today's show will help you see more success this season. But for expert outdoor advice, archive shows, and articles from the boys, JimandTrav.com has it all. That's JimandTrav.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Stranded, trapped, hopeless, adrift. She's looking at me, realizing my husband can die. The greatest survival stories of our time. I knew that I was in bad shape. I was just barreling down the glacier. What would you do when your worst nightmare becomes reality? This didn't work. I had nothing I could do to help him. Fight to survive. And I would watch him die. An Outdoor Channel original series. Fight to survive. Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. If you're buying a new gun, be sure to stock up on Remington Gun Care products. Trusted by gun owners for over 100 years, they're proven to clean quickly and protect against even the worst causes of corrosion. Think about it. You're investing hundreds, maybe thousands in your firearm. Make sure it lasts. Make sure it functions flawlessly when you need it. Make sure you clean it with Remington. Look for the Remington name at any major sporting goods store. The Nissan Frontier is loaded with features perfect for any outdoorsman, like tons of power from a 261-horsepower V6 engine, plus a new feature we're trying out, the game call horn. There's elk, turkey, and mule deer. We're still working on that one, but the Frontier does have the first-in-class Utilitrack cargo-carrying system to strap down your big game. Though cool, the game call horn is not a real feature of the Frontier. Nissan. Innovation that excites. 
Available features. 2014 Ward Segmentation Small Pickup Class. Properly secure all cargo. And now, Thanksgiving at the Revolution with Jim and Trav's house. Um, could someone please pass the stuffing? (laughs) Cool. Now, back to the show. Hey, we're back. This is a revolution with Jim and Trav, and we're talking about white-tailed deer hunting this week. We're hunting, we're grunting, ooh, do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we're white-tailed hunting on this week. Ooh, uh, I want to sh- make it. You want to make it? I was supposed to say make it. Oh, man. All right, before the break, Mrs. Bunny. She was talking about a guy getting shot in the butt because uh, people are not paying attention out there in the woods. Also, selecting the right um, caliber for your your body frame, yeah. your body build. My structure. <laughs> your body frame. My body frame. That sounds weird. Just now being joined by Gemma's Candy Kiski. Check her out, Whitetail Freaks. Don't laugh at me. Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Miss Candy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. My body frame. I should have like a tank. That's what I'm built for. <laughs> right. now, we I'm built for a BB gun. We were talking, Miss Candy. Uh... You do know what Tiffany Lukoski's having. I do. So tell us. I'm not telling. <laughs> oh, come on. You're no fun. No, or she'll never tell me anything ever again. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend that well, I know. Nobody's <laughs> listening. Nobody yeah, knows. Yeah, I think they are, but I will tell you. They will make an announcement <laughs> on their on their website at Crest TV. So you'll just have to patiently wait. We can she keep... is cute pregnant, though. I will give her that. Lee's cute pregnant, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, he's got the baby bump. <laughs> I'm not going there. I've got, like, triplets. All right, once again, Whitetail Freaks, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, Miss Candy, we got a couple emails uh, we want you to answer here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Candy Kiski answers the revolution emails. Alrighty, this comes from a man. This is an interesting question. He says, can deer smell the difference between human urine and their own urine? Well, I can tell you that um, I don't really think that they can smell much of a difference because now Don does go to the bathroom in the woods, <laughs> and I don't think I've had any deer smell us downwind after he's done that. You know, that that, that could be a new saying. If Don goes to the bathroom in the woods, can anyone yeah, smell it? Yeah, bottle it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, because it's kind of interesting because you get out there and obviously yeah. everybody has to, to go. go eventually. Um, right. Is that something that we need to be cognizant of? Do we need to get away from our stand? But you Absolutely. think you're you're creating a scent trail. Yeah. That, I mean, you're doing more harm by like walking away from your deer stand. Yeah. All right. Here- as long as you play, you know, with anything, you play the wind. I mean, we all do. You know, anything goes downwind normally. I don't care if it, if you went to the bathroom or if you, um, you know, ate a sandwich. You know, yeah. anything. Yeah. Just remember Cold this: face. do not pee into Cold, the wind. Cold cuts are terrible. <laughs> God, no. Now, this is going too far now. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is coming from a Daniel. He says, what is a good lifespan uh, for your bowstring? Wow. I guess, you know, I guess it just depends on how much you're out there hunting. How about With the weather elements, you know, like between Tiffany, Vicky, me, uh, Nicole, you know, we're all out there in all kinds of weather elements. So I know you definitely need to check your bowstrings every year. And make sure, you know, they're waxed good and, and, you know, because, you know, we can't have equipment fail yeah. for, you know, the, the jobs that we're doing. So I would absolutely check it every year. Now you don't have to replace it, obviously, every year. I would say can last up to 10 years. It oh, wow. varies on the, you know, it varies on the weather elements that you're out there hunting. I mean, right now, you know, we're either in rain, snow, you know, sleet, you know, hot weather. It just depends. So like anything, you know, 
the weather will play a big part of, you know, how it breaks down whether brand new to, you know, being weathered. All right. So you were saying what tonight is going to get down to a negative 20. 20 wind chill. That is crazy. 20 below wind chill. And I'm telling you, it is howling. The wind is, I mean, it is cold. There's snow on the ground. And, uh, you know, I want to, I want to shoot a big buck more than anybody, but wow, that's cool. You also want to have all your toes tomorrow. Uh, now, what <laughs> yeah, are you, not sitting on the shelf. <laughs> what do you guys do to stay warm out there? You know, uh, hot hands are a huge, you know, layering, you know, but of course we're bow hunting right now. So it is difficult to layer too heavy, you know, where I wouldn't be able to pull my bow back. So, you know, um, hot hands are a huge deal. Now, Tiffany just told me about um, some heated socks that I just ordered online that keep your toes she says toasty and trust us women i mean that's the first thing that goes on me is my toes yeah, yeah. now what do you guys prefer to hunt from tree stands ground blinds uh what, what do you like to do you know 50 50 you know really? we love tree stand hunting because you know it's just just the experience of being out in the woods and you're you, know, you see everything you hear everything and it's just the just the experience of bow hunting from a tree stand is exciting but now you know ground blind hunting has really taken a big part of what we do you know we we um, brush them into um, standing corn and you literally cannot see. And we can get like three feet from, you know, the deer are three feet from us. Holy cow. So, yeah. So that has really played a huge success, you know, for us in the last several years. Don's also a ninja. <laughs> yes, he, ha- he is a ninja. <laughs> now, you had mentioned earlier about uh, a buck that you had often seen uh, on your farm and now it's not there. Uh, how yeah. much do you rely on your trail cams you know it just depends i mean we rely a lot on our our trail cameras but you know don has had uh, trail cameras set up and about 100 yards you know he could be glassing like he does all summer long glasses you know for bucks and velvet and and goes out and scouts all the fields and literally 100 yards from there there could be a big buck that will have never walked in front of that trail camera so you just don't know all the time. We think we know all of our deer, but we, you know, there's been this year even a couple of times where I go, man, I don't even know who that buck is. And I kind of look at him because as obsessed as he is, like Lee, you know, as, you know, they run their trail cameras all year long and know every deer and, and their brothers and their sisters. And, you know, so it's kind of, it's kind of cool when you, you know, see a deer that you don't know. They have named them all. All right. So uh, talk with uh, Miss Candy Kiske, White Doe Freaks, Mondays, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Got to get to a break. Miss Candy, would you mind coming back? Sure. All right, cool. So a big shout out to Outdoor Channel, Ruger, Nissan, Cabela's, Extreme Beam, Lucky Buck, and Remington. Gotta get to a break. Here is Mr. P. Listen to him. He's pretty nice. All right. Our uh, second part with uh, Candy Kiske. Right after this. We're talking deer hunting. Don't go anywhere. surprising outdoor facts. Whoever coined the old English proverb, the eyes are the window to the soul, certainly wasn't a deer hunter. With deer, it's all about the tail. You can tell a whole lot about what a buck or doe is thinking or feeling just by reading its flag. Example, vertical and waving means I'm out of here and you other deer should run too. So JimandTrav.com has gear reviews, recipes, beard maintenance tips, and much more. That's JimandTrav.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a 
School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. An Outdoor Channel original series. My name is Louis Tuminaro. I grew up on Long Island. I learned everything there is to know about guns from my pop. There comes a time when every man has to realize their dream. Mine, buying and selling guns out west. So I moved my family, including pops, from Long Island all the way to Hamilton, Montana. I'm here for the love of guns. I'm bringing New York with me. An Outdoor Channel original series. The Gunfather. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand-in-hand with all of High Mountain Seasonings Jerky Kits, Snacking Sticks, Buckboard Bacon, Camp Meals, Rubs and Shakers, Marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use. A power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy. A Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger. And a 1022 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Hey, if anyone lost a Tommy Bahama shirt, it's in the lost and found. Along with 100 pairs of sunglasses. So, Jim, go get your shirt. Now, back to the revolution as they hunt whitetails. Hey, we're back. We've been talking with Candy Kiske, and boy, I tell you what, she knows a heck of a lot about whitetail deer hunting. She knows a lot about everything. Once again, check her out Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time okay. on Outdoor Channel. That is Whitetail Freaks. I've got one question. Uh-oh. All right, you're not going to tell us the sex of the child that um, uh, Lee, you're, you're Lee and Tiffany, I know it. You nervous? I, I'm, well, yeah, because I'm trying to formulate this question in a way that she has to answer. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> well, I, I just want to know... What name did they pick? Oh! I, I, you know what? Oh, that's good. Lakoski. Uh, <laughs> they picked Lakoski for the last name. And oh. So I think I'm safe. That is so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're a good friend. Baby Lakoski. Now, Baby Lakoski. It's been a long time coming, guys. Y- yeah, it has been. Yeah. Lee's, uh, Lee could be a grandpa. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> hey, Don could be a grandpa. <laughs> Don's too handsome for that, though. Yeah, right. he is. All right, so uh, once again, White Tail Freaks, Monday, hey, 7 p.m. Easter time on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, let's not talk about that, though. <laughs> now, what do you guys do right now? Obviously, the weather, I mean, it's taken a, a turn for the worse, if you want to call it that. It's really nasty outside. Obviously, this affects their movement, their regular patterns. Are you guys finding them hunkered down in the bottoms trying to get out of this? Uh, what do you do to kind of combat uh, uh, what's been thrown at you? Well, right now, the deer are locked down. Yeah. The bucks are locked down with does, and they've got them blown to every little ditch out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, we have, you know, with this kind of temperatures and this, you know, snow, we will in the evenings focus more towards food, a food source. And so, you know, we've got a lot of ground blinds set up to where they're overlooking food, like standing corn, soybeans, 
um, Antler King, you know, came out. We've got some great, you know, green plots that we um, have planted. So we'll focus more when the cold temperatures to standing soybeans and corn because that's something that they really like to feed on when it's, you know, this kind of temperatures. So mornings, you know, obviously we'll go to bedding areas and try to, you know, hopefully intercept, you know, a doe, you know, maybe pulling in that big buck, you know, right behind her, you know, going to bed. But it's tough when you get this kind of temperatures. You just tough it out and and hope that they eventually break, you know, and then they will be coming back to those, you know, food sources, checking for a new doe coming in. So definitely food. Yeah. Now the the thing is with the, with the deer right now, you say they're all uh, they're all hooked up, if you will. Yes. And uh, uh, do you find that you're finding more and different deer out there? Than you have seen, and also when you're uh, when you're harvesting your your crops, are you seeing more deer at that point in time? Because you know here where we're at in Kansas, uh, they use the cornfields as like the woods where you guys may have some woods oh, there absolutely. and so forth, and so it's it's a place for them to hide and bed and so forth. And once that's harvested, then mm-hmm. that changes the whole complexion again. Absolutely, because you know a lot of years when um, it's been a bad farming year where people aren't you know wet. People aren't able to harvest, get all their crops out. It can be the worst rut ever because they're all hiding in, you know, the crops. Mm-hmm. And when that come out, man, you can see a totally different rut. You know, luckily this year, you know, most far, all, all farms pretty much have been harvested. Unlike us who we're a little slower because we're hunting at the same time. <laughs> So, you know, they definitely love to hide in that standing corn. And, of course, it's a great hiding spot for them to take a doe, you know, so other bucks aren't, you know, trying to um, compete for that doe. And you're definitely seeing new deer. You can have floaters coming in from other farms that you have, just depending on, you know, how many does that they have versus you, you know, they might come in, swoop. Grab one of your does and take it to the you know, the next farm. Yeah. Now, how, how often uh, do you and Don ever use like uh, decoys or rattling or? Now, you know what? We do rattle, but we used to we used to blind rattle. But yeah. anymore, there are so many hunters in the woods that rattle that these deer are really educated. Are they really? And, yeah. So we do more of a we see if we see that buck. Then we'll might possibly rattle, depending on what, where that buck at is, you know, with the wind. You know, if you've got him straight in front of you, the wind straight behind you, yeah, I'll go ahead and I probably might do a little rattle sequence. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch it because what their first reaction is gonna be is come straight downwind. So you're hoping that he's gonna come in front of your tree stand before he, you know, goes on the downwind side. You guys ever use calls? Oh, absolutely. Grunt calls. Do absolutely. you really? Absolutely. And possibly, definitely during the rut. I mean, we're not going to do it during late season and whatnot, but um, definitely during the rut. Yeah. Do you ever use a, a, a fawn bleat, like a distressed fawn bleat? You know, we we haven't. No, we mainly just use, you know, the grunt call where we'll be able to um, snort wheeze or, you know, just do a, a buck grunt. When yeah. you snort wheeze, Don comes for dinner, too. <laughs> he does. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that when we hunt together... Don Kiske does, he, he's a control freak. So he does that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You don't want to see candy stories, I don't think. <laughs> That's a new show, Control Freaks. Exactly. Outdoor show. That comes on at eight o'clock right after Whitetail Freaks. <laughs> now, what can we expect on this season of Whitetail Freaks? You know, this season we're pretty excited. You know, we've like we had Bill Jordan just in camp, you know, yeah. which is always an, a, a fun hunting. He got to 
shoot, he flew in the next morning. We had him in of a ground line. He shoots a close to 170-inch um, nine-pointer. Really? Um, he made it look too easy, so we've got him on the show. Then, of course, we've got the swamp people back, uh-huh. which we, A.K. swamp freaks, they're back. <laughs> they and are freaks. so lots of good food, lots of big bucks. Um, so we've got, a, we've got a great season ahead of us. You bet. Hey, we've talked with Candy Kisking. Of course, she's a part of that Whitetail Freaks, seen on Outdoor Channel Monday nights at 7.30 Eastern Time. That's right. One more time, Miss Candy. Where can we find you guys online? Not only your website, but Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Instagram. Yeah. And believe it or not, Don actually answers people back on Twitter. So you never know who might be answering you. Dog. Got a question. <laughs> He's too sweet. All right, so big shout-out to Outdoor Channel, Ruger, Nissan, uh, Cabela's, Extreme Beam, Lucky Buck, and Remington. We were just talking with Miss Candy Kiske. Uh, did a doubleheader. Once again, Whitetail Freaks, Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. We are Whitetail Hunting on today's show. Coming up next, we got Grand Woods, Growing Gear TV. That's it. All right, here is a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere. Miss Candy, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you guys so much. appreciate it, too. Yeah. Outdoor Channel's Field Notes. Pay attention to what happens once a field starts filling up with deer. Odds are good that most of the deer will gravitate towards the first one to enter the field. So use this sense of community to your advantage by employing decoys. You should first check your local and state regulations, but if everything's a go, you'll love the results. Now, for more deer hunting-related tips, look no further than JimandTrav.com. That's JimandTrav.com. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports we are starting out our season with a bang for lee and tiffany it was love at first shot i'm sitting here admiring lee big bull wait all year for this hunt big bull now they're a match made in outdoor heaven i've been practicing my oh calling oh no We're about ready to put a big buck in the truck. Besides a big buck, what else do you need? Crush with Lee and Tiffany. Sunday nights at 7.30 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. The hunting is going to be good. Increase the amount of camera pictures you get this fall by using Lucky Buck Mineral. Dump a bucket of Lucky Buck in front of your trail cameras and you'll be amazed at how quickly the deer will find it. The sweet apple smell combined with the minerals deer need will bring them in close. Lucky Buck Mineral. Grow bigger bucks or get your money back. If you're thinking about buying a new gun, remember to pick up your Remington Gun Care Supply. Protect your investment with the same products the country's top armorers have trusted for over 100 years. After all, when you need it, is the worst time to realize your gun doesn't work. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. The Revolution with Jim and Trav would like to remind you to enjoy your Thanksgiving because Christmas starts in like two days. What? Christmas already started? Never mind. Now, back to the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. If you left us... 
we're here. This is a revolution with Jim and Travis. Phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. We've been talking white-tail deer hunting this week, and we love it. We are. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. All right, so, you know, check us out on all the social medias. I think it's just Jim and Trav. That's all I did. Just look up Jim and Trav. And uh, you can yeah. also go to JimandTrav.com. You can go just about anywhere you want to yeah. go. Jim and Trav, that's Twitter, hey, Facebook, anything, Instagram. Check out our uh, our website. There's a lot of stuff on that's there. That's what I'm saying. You can go to JimandTrav.com. That goes to our website. Oh, really? Yeah. I you didn't, didn't even that. know that. <laughs> All right, so just now, we're talking you about deer You keep changing running. it because you don't want me to go there. All right, so uh, anyways, just now being joined by uh, Dr. Grant Woods with Growing Deer TV. Mr. Grant, how's it going, buddy? Man, it's all good. Cold in the Ozarks and deer moving. <laughs> oh, man. At least you don't have to worry about ticks right now. <laughs> you know, you say that. I was uh, helping my daughters move a, a buck they harvested this weekend, and when I showered that night, I had a tick on me. I'm sure it oh. came off that buck and got on me. Are you no. serious? Really? I'm serious as I can be. Now, now uh, of course, we're right in the throes of deer season there in Missouri, and, of course, uh, we're coming up. We're probably one of the latest seasons here in Kansas. We don't open up until, like, the 5th or 6th. Six, I think, of December. Sure. But that's a little late for the rut. Is the rut still going on where you're at? It is. Bucks are chasing. We actually pulled some troll camera cards today, scouting for my dad, and uh, get those pictures of a frantic doe going by, and a few seconds later, a buck with his tongue hanging out. So, you know, what's going on? The rut's kind of a, I think, not that well understood. It's really a bell-shaped curve. Starts with the, in this Midwest area. Starts with a few does coming in mid-October, and yeah. every day a few more, a few more will come <clears> in. We're probably right past peak now, so that goes into what we call a lockdown phase. Because if there's a mature buck out there, he's probably gonna you know here find a doe pretty quick. Here be with her 24, 36 hours, and they're not gonna move a lot. Mm-hmm. And then for a couple hours, he's searching for another. So, you know, if you're in the right place with the receptive doe running by, you're going, man, this is the peak of the rut. It's funny you bring that up because it depends on who you're talking to. Everybody has their own interpretation of Mr. Grant of the rut. (laughs) Is it as big as people say it is with all this crazy activity and bucks just aren't thinking straight? I mean, because I've been out there and I've kind of perceived this myself. And then I've been out there before and like, this is just a bunch of nonsense. Um, What is it? Yeah, I think you're I think. You know, both observations are right again. If, if you're around where a, a receptive doe is not quite ready yet, and she's trying to get rid of the buck, she's running figure eight circles in a little small core range, it looks like, man, this is the greatest thing. I want to hunt the rut every day of my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're three acres over and, and nothing's happening, you're going, this is the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> they lie. <laughs> All right, now, we, we know that during the rut, the bucks travel a lot. Now, how important are those funnels, those pinch points or do they just bust across an open field yeah you know no they're going travels and pinch points unless they're on the scent of something and then they will go in the open field but you know you brought up a great point earlier that they you know they lose all their senses well we all remember in college we lost some of our senses but no i mean <laughs> you know about the second time that odd six bullet goes across that deer's back or in front of him <laughs> He figures out that whatever he's smelling is near as good as surviving, and he's going to go get in the bushes somewhere and go the other way. So survival is always number one. It's always number one. Now, will they sometimes just go a little further or out in the open? Yes. Now, bucks don't leave. We know this from GPS callers. There's a lot of misnomers about this, but bucks aren't going to leave their core or their home range during the rut just thinking, boy, there's a bunch of women on the other side of the county over there. I'm going to go over there. What they will do is, let's say, you know, Buck's got his home range, just your right hand, and Doe's got her home range, the left hand, and they overlap just a little bit. She becomes receptive, and he happens to be on that side of range, and yes, he will follow her 
into her range. But he's not just going willy-nilly outside of his range looking for does. He's scared to death to leave his range because he didn't know the thermals, the scents, the coyote dens, the hunting stands, all that. So this old, you know, the old buck's just traveling the countryside and the big buck's doing all the breeding is absolutely not true. Yeah. Now, how do you think uh, the memory of the deer? I know uh, uh, one day I, I was watching this little four-corn buck, okay? And so I just made a noise so, you know, he would look my way. Mm-hmm. Well, about four days later, same little buck, and when he got to just about the same point, I didn't make any noise, and he turned and looked where the noise had come from the day before. Is that typical or non-typical? Yeah, no, it's typical. I'll, I'll share two things. One, uh, another hunting observation. I was hunting uh, Jeff Foxworthy's farm in, in South Georgia or in Georgia, a great property to grow some huge deer. But Jeff's pretty much, bow, him and his guests have bow hunted it year upon year upon end. And, and these are huge pine trees and the old chain-on ladder stands and lock-ons have grown in, you know, two inches deep in the bark or whatever. Oh, wow. And deer would step out 200 yards away in a plot and just whip their head around and look at that stand. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's like, I've been gar-holed again, man. I must have told a bad <laughs> joke or something. <laughs> but then some brilliant researchers at Alabama, actually Auburn, just uh, just finished this study. They they run a 14,000-acre property in South Carolina, really well-managed hunting land where they do hunt, and it's legal to feed in South Carolina. And right before season started, and I don't remember the exact number, I think they put GPS collars on about 60 bucks. It was 60 or 50 bucks and monitored them throughout the hunting season, which is long and intense in South Carolina. Yeah. And every week, you'd see these bucks starting to avoid feeders that had feeders that no one were allowed to hunt and feeders that were hunted. And they learned the feeders that were hunted and would avoid them by a further distance as season progressed. They clearly had memory. Really? Same thing with hunting stands. This has just been published. Fascinating research. Good quality research. Deer clearly have memory and they avoid areas they associate with danger. No doubt about it. How do you know all this stuff? I mean, oh my you know, God. Did you I'm go to school or what? social person you've ever met in your life. You know, I just, I got no life but deer and kids. That's fine. Right, we're actually coming up on ad break, Mr. Grant, to find out more about you. Also, the two amazing bucks you, you, you said your two daughters harvested this past weekend. Were they any yeah, size you know, to My oldest daughter, Raleigh, 16, took a five and a half year old. Oh, my wow. younger daughter, Ray, took a three or four. I haven't quite decided. Great shots and just... You know, fun times. Golf's funner than watching kids smile and have a good time. Yeah. Now, where can we find you online, Mr. Grant? Just go to www.growingdeer.tv. Growingdeer.tv or Facebook, Grant Woods. You bet. Hey, that was Grant Woods, and he has Growing Deer TV. You got to check him out online. That's right. got to uh, just hop online, Google him, man. A lot of stuff's going to come up. Make sure you watch his videos. going to learn a lot of stuff. Big shout-out to Outdoor Channel, Ruger, Nissan, Cabela's, Extreme Beam, Lucky Buck, and Remington. Got to get to a break. Jimmy, you're coming up next. I'm next. Going to be telling some stories. Here Uh-oh. is a word from Mark, Mr. Grant, man. Thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, guys. Nissan's surprising outdoor facts. Based on bucks wearing GPS radio collars during the 2013 rut, buck movements declined through the early morning. From 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., bucks moved the least during that period of the day. But you better be in the woods and ready by 11, as buck movements increased to some of their highest levels from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So spend some quality time with us at JimandTrav.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at JimandTrav. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. 
Just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that see farther and run longer, you want Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. Go to www.extrebeam.com. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Hundreds of thousands of hunters pour into Colorado each year for dream hunts. Find out why and buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls today. 719-661-4037. The Revolution with Jim and Trav would like to give thanks to all our friends, family, sponsors, and listeners this holiday season. Now, back to the boys. talking about white-tailed deer hunting, and I want to talk about me. We're still talking about white-tailed deer hunting. We are. We like talking about it. I my, started to grow horns. My favorite subject yes. is you. <laughs> it is. All right, so before the break, Grant Woods growing deer TV. What a great guy. Great guy. All right, so I want to talk about you real quick. Yeah. Grant's a great guy, not nearly as great as you. All right, so you were at- He's a Grant great. You were at my house last night, uh-huh. sitting on my couch, and I've noticed when you talk about hunting- Mm-hmm. Okay, and you've been to a lot of places. You've hunted in some um, amazing exotic locations uh, that cost a lot of money. Some places that are free, whatever it doesn't matter. But some you, places paid me. You always hearken back to a, a specific time, really between I'm going to say between six years old and twenty years old, mm-hmm. and where you hunted. Why is that? What does it mean to you? It, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, a coming of age, you know, the first time your voice cracked or the first kiss girl you ever kissed. It, it's those things that you remember the most. And being in my uncle's hunting camp up in uh, in northern Michigan, uh, the cabin was uh, had certain smells to it. And it wasn't because of my old uncles. Mm-hmm. It was it was just uh, you didn't have electricity. So you had these kerosene lamps. And so like when I was in Africa, they had kerosene lamps there. And that that smell just brought me back to northern northern Michigan, because that's where I, as they would say, made my bones. Uh, that's where I killed my first deer. And, uh, and of course, a lot of it was trial and error. My father was such that uh, he would go out to a blind, he would sit there, and a day or two later, a deer would walk by and he'd shoot it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good enough for me. I had to know where the deer was coming from and why I was taking that particular path. And then, again, where it was going to. I wanted to be able to duplicate uh, tomorrow what I did today. And uh, just to just have a deer walk by, which is wonderful. It's an easy way to hunt. The fact of the matter is, 
it got boring. And so I had to make it fun for me and uh, going out there and actually learning those things. That was uh, part of the whole game. Well, you know, I think that um, obviously I haven't hunted in the places you've hunted or taken uh, the animals that you have. But in my mind's eye, that just because you can afford a $20,000 hunt, uh-huh. all right, and you can shoot a 190 or 200 class buck, that doesn't matter. It doesn't. I think if that is the your, your sole intent, then you're missing the whole aspect of hunting, of, of what it's truly about. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when anybody talks to you, okay, at some point in time in the conversation, you're going to revert back to hunting in that crappy old shack where it was cold with your uncle and your dad and your brother in the hard times and the, the, the terrible hunting conditions. And you saw no game. And most of the time, nobody was successful. But it was the best hunting trips you were ever on. Yeah, I guess because you were there with, with family, you know, whether it be if my dad wasn't there, my uncles were there. And it, it just got to uh, to be, you know, a camaraderie thing. Uh, it's never been about the kill for me. It's it's always the experience, and and I'm talking about the totality of it. They had a little, uh, uh, they called it the trading post. It was just a little convenience store. We didn't know that they were called convenience stores back then. You go out there, and they had you could get these little wooden hatchets. And when I was like, oh yeah, when I was Sharky's age, you know, I I had one of those little things, and of course it broke because it was just trash garbage but nevertheless it was it was those little things that you could get at that store that you remember you know and i can remember it, it had little red feathers on it and i thought that was so cool but that's all part of the experience to be able to go out to the trading post or go into town to the hunter's dinner that they had at the local baptist church uh and you all went together and you sat and of course then you you swap stories and then it was the drive up you know, and we stopped in a little town called Pinconning where they had cheese that they made right there. And uh, you could you could stop and get those various things, take it up. You could get smoked fish. You know, that was a big thing in Michigan. We would take to the camp. So you had the smell of the cheese and the, and the fish. And then hopefully somebody got an animal on the ground. And the first thing we did is we took the heart and liver out and we made heart sandwiches. And then we fried the liver for dinner. It's, it's about the memories. And especially this deer season, when you get out, Remember that. Don't get so caught up in whether or not you get it's a 190 class buck or well, 160 class buck. It's still a successful trip, even if you don't harvest anything. Obviously, everybody wants to get something, but don't let that dictate how much fun you have. That is not what it's about. I, I'll never forget following you being six, seven years old. And you used to tell me, be quiet. Watch where you step. Just follow me. I, I'll never forget where... You're supposed to be looking for game, but you're concentrating so hard on trying to be quiet, not to step on sticks <laughs> and trying to follow your, your steps, but you're not watching. You're constantly running into your butt, you know, <laughs> stuff like, I mean, to me, 20, 30 years later, that's what I remember. That's what it was about. The fun times getting so excited when you'd see birds, the, the anticipation of seeing game was just as exciting as actually seeing game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you this. I hunted three maybe four years before I ever got my first deer. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the first year, first year that I hunted, um, I didn't see an animal. Mm-hmm. I was noisy in the woods. 
Yeah. I didn't know exactly, you know, what I needed to do. Nobody really ever showed me. So it was a lot of trial and error. But you remember hunting with me in Texas and uh, and following me and so forth. Well, I remember doing the same thing with my dad. All right, so we are deer hunting. We are deer On hunting. On today's show, got to get to a break. Thank you for stopping by. Well, it was the least I could do. It's been amazing. All right, so big shout out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter. Extreme Beam, Lucky Buck, Remington. All right, here's a word from Mark, Jimmy. High five. There you go. Deer hunting. Ow. The close is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll return right after this. Outdoor Channel's Field Notes. Deer in heavily pressured areas likely won't hit agricultural fields until last light. Dupe them by locating your stand 50 to 75 yards off the field edge and catch them on the way to feed. Struggling with stand placement? Put two to three trail cameras to work and in a few days, they'll have you zeroed in and ready for success. Do you have an outdoor question for Jim and Trav? You can contact them directly at JimandTrav.com and also on Facebook and Twitter at Jim and Trav. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. It's another exciting episode of Buy or Bust on the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Buy or Bust. It's Buy or Bust. It is Buy or Bust. Talk for a minute while I get a drink of coffee. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, we went hunting on Walk-In Hunting Land here in Kansas. Got back was, in about two miles. That was our first real big soiree into walking walk hunting. hunting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, we've always done a lot of uh, walking hunting for upland hunting. Uh-huh. But well, you're not in, carrying in states, out. We were on national forest land and so forth. But in the walking hunting, you can only walk in. You're not allowed to skip. No. Skipping <laughs> is frowned upon. I mean, they'll Occasional let it, hop, they'll let it slide. It. But I mean, you're, I mean, you're going to be hated if you skip. No, so I we tried get to in, show my hop, skip, and jump card. We got, yeah, they did not work. accept it. Um, anyways, no fuel points on that one. So we get in, you know, like you said, a couple miles, and we shoot. No, this, no, we we I don't shoot, shoot. I shoot a mule deer. Shoot a nice mule deer. He wasn't the biggest, but I don't really care. Weighed about 165 pounds. He was chunky. Yeah. <laughs> so we it was, it was one of monkey. those. Oh, crap moments. Uh-huh. We got to get this guy out of here. Yeah. And so we forgot to take uh, any form of transportation. You know, We like, forgot to take any ropes. We're going to lash some <laughs> sticks together and, yeah. and carry him out. Like, um, on a litter. Make a long story short, we drug this guy with our belts <laughs> up a hill forever. It was the longest hill in the history of the world. And, and seriously, by the time we got back to the vehicle, on one side of the deer, he had no hair. He was bald. He was just completely bald. <laughs> I wanted so, to get him a toupee. That day, we went home and bought a uh, big game cart. Big game cart. And called Cabela's. They got all kinds of stuff there. Uh, we overnighted that. that baby. Yeah. And so. Uh, we never went back, though. We never went back. <laughs> no, nah, it's still sitting Not in the garage. Place. But you can get them. They started. I'm looking at prices right here. They started about $70. Um, and that's more of a convenient one you can pack on your back and then put it together. Or you can get the larger one, the economy one, if you want to call it that. And they're about 160 So between 70 and 160 bucks, you can get a great cart. Yeah. You can use it not only for like wheeling your kids around if you wash the blood and guts off of it. 
uh, hauling firewood sticks out of your yard. Work just, in the yard, yeah. It's a multi-purpose tool. You can not only use it for hunting, you can use it for a lot of things. Yeah, on the handle, it actually has a screwdriver and a pair of pliers. Yes, it does. <laughs> And it, it, it talks to you. It does. So, no, uh, save yourself the trouble. Comes and with GPS. I broke my belt. And that is uh, that was my plight of the day. Not only was I really tired, and I about killed Jimmy here. Oh, gosh. Um, I was sweating like a hog. That was a really poor experience. At the time, looking back at it, it's really fun. It's one of those stories that's more fun to talk about <laughs> yeah, years down the do. road. Yeah. And if you would have been there, you wouldn't be my friend anymore. Uh, so, no. Well, you know, the thing is, you can also use it as a chariot. And I've tried to get you to pull me around the yard like I'd sit in the. Uh, the I'm pool. not fast. You were like that whole Charlton Heston. Then <laughs> 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 he started uh, making up speeches for the NRA. Um, ben Hur. Ben Hur. That's what I was looking for. All right. So, no, go check out uh, like a, a, a big game card. Yeah, and Not there's much a lot of manufacturers, but there's oh, only no, one no. place that I know of to uh, to go and get it, and that's at Cabela's. What we did do is put that uh, like that green goo in uh-huh. the tires, you know, because yeah, the, the last <laughs> thing you want to do is get out there and get a flat flat tire on that's your game card. <laughs> right, so good <laughs> game cards broke down. Got yeah, I forgot call, the jack called AAA. <laughs> there's no OnStar button. All right, so go check out a, a drag card, a big game card. You yeah. know, go to Wait, Cabela's. Look online. What are they actually called? Uh, big Game Drag Card. I that, don't know. Is that simple? That's what came up on Google. And then, yeah, Big Game Carts. And the Big Game Carts and Carriers right there. First link that comes up, Cabela's. Seriously, look well, at that. Well, it's because it's the world's foremost outfitter. And they get five stars. Five nice. Stars. All right, world's foremost you outfitter. You can order a steak there? Yes, you can. <laughs> go check out Big Game Carts and Carriers. Uh, any brand. Any cart that the, that is there. You're going to want. They got them from Russia. All right. Got to get to a break. Go buy a game card. From Cabela's. Save your back. Save everything. You won't have to have a knee replacement like Gad Daddy. Yeah, that's a sad story. We could haul him around. We could. There you go. Not going to, though. Hey, we're going to buy it. All right. So we're going to buy it. We give it two thumbs up. Got to get to a break. This has been Buy or Bust. Don't go anywhere. We'll return right after this. with Jim and Trav. You know what? One of the things that I really like to hunt is what we talked about today. Whitetail deer hunting. Whitetail deer hunting. Hey, big thank you to a Candy Kiski, Whitetail Freeze, also Grant Woods, Growing Deer TV, Mrs. Bunny, and Jimmy. Positively identify your game, folks. Positively identify. Put on your hunter orange. Do you really want to be the person that they say doesn't have a butt cheek? <laughs> <laughs> oh my one. God, it's the girl with no butt cheek, you know? <laughs> she has one butt cheek. <laughs> she didn't put on her hunter orange. <laughs> I think I would, I'd rather be missing half my face. <laughs> right, so, uh, hey, we'd like to thank our 430 affiliates stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible like this bunny fun show our producer mark Paneri and frank the sound guy the one butt cheek girl yes yes all right so get outdoors this week and make sure you keep your butt yeah um take some kids with you and uh make sure they lose don't lose theirs yeah <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to i hunted my butt off this weekend yeah god bless you and your butt local news weather is coming up next stick around we will return next week peace out we love you so does god bye Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 